My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Morning Video Games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and also extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and of course with me as always... Hey Tommy, it's Ben Vanell here. You're right, we're very knowledgeable. We read in detail the press releases of everything we discuss. Mm -hmm. If we get something wrong... It's on purpose. Yep. It's a joke. It's a bit. Yes. It's a funny bit. Yes. Also, when we're going, um, I, I don't actually know. I didn't watch that trailer or I didn't read that press yeah. release. Yeah, it's sarcasm. That's a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, a sarcastic man who loves a bit, we're also joined by our third co-host. His last week for now, reporting in from overseas. Mm. It is. Uh, Adam Knox, UK correspondent. I can confirm that having been to Gamescom over here, because I'm in the UK and I'm a video games journalist, why wouldn't I go? Yes. Uh, I yep. can confirm that Google Stadia is $100 a month uh, and you have to pay that and then you buy games yep. on top of that for $6,000. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. yeah okay. So hang on a minute. We talked about... Gamescom last week, mm. and I correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but I think over the entire hour, yes, not once did Adam mention that he'd actually been there. Yeah, no, I don't think he did. I don't think. I think he also maybe said different facts about Google Stadia, <laughs> right? Facts being a generous term for them. Yeah. Um, did we, maybe we did we maybe upload last year's Gamescom episode last week? No, no. maybe we did. No, I, no? I, I I've been last week. I just forgot to say it. Right. Oh, you just forgot. It just yeah. slipped your mind. Well, right. Because, like, obviously going to Je Germany from, mm -hmm. from Scotland. Yes. Pretty wild journey. I got a lot of jet lag and I just forgot. Oh, were you in a darkened room the whole time? No, I was in the sun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, so it's an outdoor games event. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot of glare on the screens. Yeah. I can't see anything, anything that's going Honestly, on. Honestly, that's oh, half of why I forgot. True. I don't know what games are I've been are watching there. a lot of um, <laughs> off-screen footage of The Witcher running on Switch and it's oh, like yeah. you can't see anything in no. the video because it's just like the, the sun reflecting off the Switch screen. The mm -hmm. Witcher actually was being shown inside, just that the game's graphics on Switch are terrible and so it looks like sun glare. Right. Yeah, they've positioned the sun in the game directly in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's a weird. It's a switch switch only feature, which is very strange. Yeah, Lens flare is back, and it's bigger than ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Adam, this is of course the last week that you will be phoning in. Mm -hmm. We will have you back on home soil next week. Mm -hmm. uh, congratulations on the end of a long month yes. at the yeah. Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Thanks to anybody who came to any shows, uh, whatever. Uh, like the late shows, I was so tired by the time those rolled around. <laughs> congratulations on coming to that. Um, <laughs> congratulations. I mean, thank you. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> congratulations on uh, sitting through that. It's a huge effort. You should be proud of yourself. The we, got, um, we got an email from a young man who listens to the program yes. who went along to see one of your shows with his girlfriend and do you, know, do you know the email I'm talking about? Yeah. He said that I'd you went on a rant about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> the movie sucks and I <laughs> spoke the truth and some people can't handle that. But that was at wow. the gong show. That was literally the point is to try and do something bad that you might get gonged right. off. Or, or the point for me and like Peter to do that because like we weren't doing it to actually compete. Luca can't give us some money. He's living with us like... 
It doesn't work. Right. So mm-hmm. if you were coming to that show specifically just to see me, you'd fucked up. It's not my show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the. You're not. Well, what? What are you, the patsy? But you know, I, like, you're just there to sort of so so discontent, mm. get people sort of riled up, and then get out of there and try and do whatever. But anyway, yeah. Thanks, mm. thanks to that guy for coming. He sent us a uh, Indian food voucher that we haven't been able to use yet, yes. but uh, very nice. Oh, that's the same guy. Yes. Yeah. I liked the detail in the email where he's he's then at the end of the show he's with his girlfriend who's mm-hmm. very confused. Yep. Because he his review has been like. This Fun- guy's on one of my guy. favourite podcasts, <laughs> yeah. one of the funniest people I listen to. Yep. We go to come see him and then they just see this deranged rant about a movie <laughs> that's just come out and him having to leave and go, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the full experience, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's why I love this guy. Yeah. It was, it's a bad movie. Also, <laughs> yeah. I, I had literally just done pretty much the same thing downstairs and it had gone great. Comedy, <laughs> comedy giveth, comedy taketh away. Yes. It's classic, isn't it? Mm. If you giveth, you can hear Adam's full opinion on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on our Patreon. We uh, we did an episode last week on that movie. The whole episode was about that movie and it's pretty good shit. Yeah, we did about 45 minutes where we talked about it and interestingly enough on our Facebook page, yes. I think we were all, I would say overall the discussion between the three of us mm-hmm. was more on the negative side. Yep. Some of us liked it more than others. Yes. But... Overall, I would say, relatively tepid yes. slash negative. Yep. And a lot of people have commented on our Facebook going, yeah, I agree with any. Th- I agree with everything that the boys said. Anyway, I love it. It's maybe in my top three films of the year so far. Yeah. What? Yeah, r- very <laughs> strange. People are just like, yeah, I can see those criticisms. However, I enjoyed the experience. Yeah. Which I guess I can respect. I do respect that. But yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't agree with it. But yeah. I don't even respect myself, so I find <laughs> no. it hard to convey that emotion to outside people. Okay, that's yep. something we can work on. <laughs> yep. Um, so, Adam, you got that big – you're staring down the barrel of that big 24-hour flight. Mm. What do you got planned? Talk us through the itinerary. Great question. Haven't thought about it. Um, oh, man. See, to me, that is actual insanity. Yeah, yeah. We discussed this on a on another ba- – uh, Patreon bonus episode. Yeah. How uh, where you uh, had to leave early, Knox, where Tommy and I discussed how anal we are about preparing for a flight. Like we need we need to have like backed up content ready to consume. No. Part of the part of the <laughs> thing I like about no. being on a long flight is that feeling of just like the unknown, a feeling of freedom. You know what I mean? Like a feeling of unaccountability. If I've got a whole bunch of like, if I've set a whole bunch of shows up that I have to watch, the whole thing feels like effort. I've never, I never feel more free than sitting in an uh, a middle row seat yep. on a long flight with no way of leaving the plane. Yeah. Fantasizing just- about what's going to happen when you land. <laughs> yeah, how do you get on a plane with the feeling of the unknown? Like yeah. you know exactly where you're going to it's not and a what you're going to be doing for the next twenty hours. <laughs> you look out the window and you take in the fact that you're flying over this beautiful planet that we have. You think, oh, who's yes. down there? Wonder if anyone's down there looking up at me right now and thinking, mm. why didn't he bring some movies? He's been watching the mm. window for four hours. <laughs> yeah, this guy's suspicious. He's staring mm. at the wing the whole time. Um, I actually was thinking, I was talking to a couple of people about um, those Sally Who? Rooney books that you'd read. Sam Taunton. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Yep. And I was thinking of maybe getting one of them for the plane. Mm-hmm. Sally Rooney. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would recommend that. They're great. She's as good of a writer as her dad, Mickey. And as good a soccer player as her brother Wayne. Yep. Um, <laughs> nah, that's it. It's, that's the other yeah. It's no more. Reads. That'll do. That's, that's yeah, it. That's yeah. it. So we're in a week where we would we were talking before the show started mm. that um, which we do we rarely do. <laughs> <laughs> we usually sit in silence. I just realised saying before the show started. Yes. What an odd way of describing what happens here. Just yeah. the act of pushing a button yes. and then being on the record. All right, uh, showtime, everyone. Yes. Uh, Places. Um, Next week, <laughs> the people who come and get us from our dressing rooms before the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we refuse to talk to each other. We are very strict writers, yeah. you know, in our in our rooms. Yeah. Uh, my Only mine is M&Ms. absolutely. He is brutal with his horse. He's that strict. <laughs> <laughs> I I do feel like 
I kind of have a bit of that experience because you guys come around here yeah, most yeah. weeks. Yes. And it's sort of like, you know, I'll be I'll be just kind of like tidying up or putting mm-hmm. some stuff away. Yep. And then I'll get a little I'll get a little message <laughs> saying, Hey, we're we're downstairs at the gate. Yes. And that sort of is like getting the knock on the dressing room. Yeah. They're ready for yeah. you, Mr. Dasselow, and then I have to <laughs> you know, I, I put my face I put my game face yes. on, I walk downstairs, yes. I walk down to the studio. See, I feel like I'm arriving at like the universal backlog. <laughs> oh, right. And I'm rocking up to the security guard. Right. And you're the security guard right like gentlemen welcome come on in of course you can come in and then the big <laughs> gate rolls open uh-huh. and we walk into uh a studio set for um lonely t- 20s to 30s man okay <laughs> all right so i'm so in this analogy yes. i'm your co-present so i'm talent well, <laughs> I'm set designer. Yes, and I'm also the security guard. <laughs> and, you got and it. You're 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 multi talented. Multi talented. The yeah. show, yeah. The show is like that. What Ben described it as. It's pretty much Seinfeld, Here but if go. every episode was the opposite of the contest, where <laughs> <laughs> you just have to masturbate as much as possible. <laughs> And there's only one competitor yes. just trying to beat his own record every week. Yes. That's not bad. Yes. Um, well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, it's, guys. It's a pleasure. Um, anyway, we were saying uh, before the cameras switched on yeah, and before yeah. the studio audience got before, in here. Before the director yelled action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is classic. Next week, we've got a big week. Too much. It's going to be a hot one. Oh, yeah. A few, few big releases in the next, uh, I guess... Control is out now, yes, which has great reviews. The day we're recording this, it's only just come out, mm-hmm. so none of us have had a chance to play that. See if you can use your powers of deduction to figure out what day we're recording. <laughs> if you can, do <laughs> you win a prize? Um, Friday, Astral Chain comes out. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot to talk about next week. Tapes, but this week, oh boy, <laughs> we're staring into the abyss, my friends. <laughs> yep, and you guys are along for the ride with us. Yeah, um, could not- we have done more prep? Maybe. It's not necessarily well, true. I've played uh, one game on my iPad. So. Okay. The if, iPad's back. If mm. that doesn't say the storm has already arrived, mm-hmm. then uh, I don't know what does. Actually, I played a bunch of games on my iPad. Uh, played those like uh, th- the couple that I was talking about either last week or the week before that are just sort of the uh, room escapey adventure type ones. Those uh, mm-hmm. by Fire Maple games. They're all fine. They're not good. But like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's relaxing doing a puzzle, and then I got another one of that style of game. It's called Agent A. Um, it's coming okay. out on the Switch at the end okay. of this month as well. Because okay. um, there's currently four chapters that are out, and there's a fifth coming out soon, and that's the I'm one. Listing after that, it'll be released on the Switch. Uh, it's sort of like a '60s James Bond style uh, spy thing where you're going to this enemy spy's big lair and mm-hmm. trying to catch him. And so that means that you've got to walk into bedrooms, see a symbol on the wall, remember that symbol, and then use it for later. So like when you walk into Austin Powers' bedroom and he has the the male male symbol symbol. on the wall? Exactly. And then later on that male symbol is one part of a four-digit code. Right. That's a great technique if you're a spy and you want to catch someone. Mm -hmm. Straight into the boudoir. Oh, absolutely. Maybe they slept in late. Maybe they'll still be in there snoozing. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's easy money. Yeah, you literally you begin by just arriving at her front door. It's it's. <laughs> okay. I I really don't like the story and the tone and the humor of this game because yes. it's like you know very um, get smart kind of like oh imagine a shoe phone type of thing and then right. like a lot of dialogue where it's like. Um, you know, you'll need, you'll see like a little mouse um, mm-hmm. who'll run into a little mouse hole and get a key or some shit for you if you give him cheese. Um, but when you press on him, the guy will be like, oh, a little mouse. I shall call you Mousy. And that type oh of Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck that type yeah. of shit. Uh, I'm looking up the, uh, the website now. Yes. I can't say I like this art style. Particularly, much. oh, it's okay actually. It's fine. Oh and like, yeah, it's not the worst. It looks nice when it's moving because it's all sort of three D and uh, a, a little bit animated rather than it just being static images, which this type of game often is. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, it's the the puzzles are pretty straightforward. Um, they're not completely. Uh, they're not very inventive. They're pretty standard for this type of thing. 
where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see a symbol. Oh, that's part of the code. This uh, one is next to a number. Oh, I've got to figure out what numbers these each represent. Um, right. I'm hunting for little pieces of a larger puzzle, but they're just around. And so I've got to press on every cushion in case it moves and it's behind right. that cushion. It's been fine, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 nothing particularly special uh, on its own or as a part of this genre. But I do mm-hmm. like this type of game. I like a I like an adventure game. I like a especially just like a straightforward just solve these puzzles. And it's kind of pissing me off every time it brings up a little bit of story stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, I think I just want to book a Sudoku probably is what it sounds like. But. <laughs> or play an old, play Grim Fandango or something. Well, yeah. they've got so much story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they, it, Did you play that back in the day? Did you I like did. it as, a, I, I as a child? Those sort of games, Monkey Islands, all of those yeah, sort yeah. of ones. But uh, there's something about just these like first person just puzzles. There's a room with everything in it. You should be able to do it yourself from now. Mm. I, there's something about that format that appeals to me. I find it very, uh, very, very calming. Sort of like the witness, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the witness. Yeah, that's a pretty good example. Uh, also, just the ones where it's uh, it, they're called room escape games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Same Imagine as, if you put your intellect to like a productive use. It's not. You're really good at these games. Yeah, but it's just like. I don't know, you see a, a plush-shaped key and you're like, oh, I remember there was a plush-shaped lock. If I could use that to fucking cure cancer, then sick. Yeah. <laughs> if I but walked into can, the lab... That's all anything is. <laughs> walk into the lab and go like, guys, did you realise that this cancer is in the shape of a question mark? <laughs> I found a medicine that is question mark-shaped as well. You know that is how science works. That, that It's like how genetics... That's genetic science. Yeah, but... Not uh, the, like pre-planned by some guy who sat there and made a fucking room escape game. Oh, uh, oh! I, uh, I think you're forgetting I, about. I think you'll find a certain big man up in the sky <laughs> with a long white beard, Jeffrey Epstein. A stern expression. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, what you're essentially saying is, is that yes. genetics is just like a, and medicine is just like a mm. very scaled up mm. version of Sam and Max hit the road. Absolutely, that's Great. exactly what I'm saying <laughs> verbatim. Right. Ultimately, yes. life itself is just about uh, escaping the biggest room of all. <laughs> I also think Jeffrey Epstein is a good reference for a guy who would um, force people into situations they had to try and break out of. Um, Agent A. So that's a new game. That, uh, we, we're looking at the uh, the web page for it. It's it's um, it's slick looking. The web yeah. page. Yeah, the it's web page. <laughs> relatively new. It was like eight bucks, um, and when it came out, it was only the first or maybe the first two chapters, and they've been adding right. them for free since. Oh cool. oh, cool. Okay. So, yeah, once the fifth comes out, that's the game uh, fully done. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, if, it, if, if it does, you know, if the Switch version A is the same price or like B, you don't have an iOS thing, so you can't access that one. Uh, mm-hmm. If you like this type of thing, it's not the worst thing in the world. But also, like, yeah, it's all not the best one of these by a mile. Um, and you'd want to use it with the touch controls, I'd imagine. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Uh, but yeah. What else? What else is doing it for you on the iPad? Um, well, outside of the iPad, I went back to Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Which yeah, I'd had to kind of drop off of, and boy oh boy, that game sucks your time up. Yeah. I don't yeah, know it what really it does. is about that game that makes hours just disappear. Mm-hmm. It'd be it's funny the- if every time I'm playing it, I'm just falling unconscious. <laughs> there's some, there's like <laughs> a flashing light towards the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's causing you to have there's something in it that's like triggering a you a know seizure or whatever in you. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh I think it's the calendar format. Like it yeah. it's it's so easy to sit there and go, okay, I'll do one month. Yes. But that one month can just so quickly turn into three hours Complete, by the time ev- you do everything. Everything you do, including the battles, I guess, it's like, okay, just one more thing. Just one more thing, and it's all fun. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like you're committing to like, oh, this is like a two-hour session where I'm gonna have to fucking do like commit to this thing. Yeah. But it, and it just yeah, it still just like 
got, runs through your fingers and it's like all of a sudden it's gone. And especially those mission battles, like some of them you go, okay, I'll play up until the mission and then I'll do that. Yes. But some of those were taking me like an hour. Like some of yeah. them are pretty big battles. Yeah. I think the longest one took me was about 45 minutes. Right. Because I think I had to start it again. Right. Like I died during it. I went back to the start and tried it again another time and was just like, oh, okay, I've done this battle. That took 45 minutes. Right. Right. But so where are you at, Nox? You're probably not a lot further. Uh, no, not heaps. What's happening? Uh, I've just been uh, around the sort of um, uh, the celebration where they unlock the vault or whatever. I forget the name of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think that's where it's really starting to kind of pick up. Yeah. That was yeah. where I started to get really deep in. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's um, why. <coughs> sorry, that's why I kind of jumped off at that point because like it felt like oh shit, stuff's about to wind up and and like you say once you're really going with that game you don't want to jump out because even early mm. on when not everything's there coming back to it uh, t- there's just so many little bits and pieces going on and uh, most of them seem to be pretty useless if you're playing it on normal it's pretty fucking easy on normal um, yeah i think that sounds fair but then i also will say the further in you get um the and playing on classic which is not harder but you're really trying to be careful about retaining all your guys. Right. Um, you. It, it also starts to take care of itself anyway. It's like everything's just leveling up. Everyone's relatively powerful yeah. by the end. I've been doing like the auto lectures, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of letting the game do me out because like there's obvious decisions to make when you're doing the, the classes anyway yourself. Like... Mm-hmm. So it, it it's not feeling like super necessary to engage with all of that stuff. So it does feel to do a, the instructing, yeah, yeah. It feels a little bit kind of bloated to me. The game as a whole, there's just a lot going on, and a lot of it doesn't is is, is either weirdly useless or weirdly unclear in a way where like I'm not exactly sure. Like so the 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 riding and the flying skills, for example, at this point, I can't ride or mm. fly anything. So I'm not really well, sure whether to upgrade them yet, to. though. I'm sure that I yeah, will, it, but they're just... Uh, it, it's bringing stuff in slowly enough, that, but it's all already there and an option for you that it just feels like, oh, well, I'll just let the game tell me what it what thinks I should do. Well, what, uh, what I'm getting from people who've played a lot of Fire Emblem games and they're talking about it at length uh, and in detail in our Patreon group is that these games are built for replay. Like, mm-hmm. whether or not you're familiar with them, people play them multiple times. So it is going back again, going like, this time I'm going to spec my character or this other character in my party as um, able to fly a dragon. So I'm going to make sure I put all of these skill points into those relevant, like a, a, a dragon rider with a lance. So I'm going to make sure they upgrade them early. So I, I think that's why it's all there. Yeah, it took me a while to work out the idea of reclassing people and then right. what, and sort of like changing their goals. and The certification and, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. being able to decide... I actually want this person to be this. And mm. there are certainly benefits with some characters to switching over them from what they're kind of meant to be, yep. quote unquote. And there's certain classes with characters that are it's detrimental to mm. fuck with them too much or whatever it is. But it took me a little while to get to kind of work that out. And yeah. by that point, like it would have been like everyone was kind of leveled up to a point where it's like, well, it would be such a waste of time to go back and try and scale this up from here. Yeah, I, I think I found by the end... Well, I'm not actually at the end. I'm, I think I'm on the second last battle maybe mm-hmm. or mission. Um, it's like, well, I've got a, a reasonable enough balance of types of fighters here that I don't have to fuck around and force anything yes. too much. Yes. So, well, I've got like one or two people who have good ranged attacks, one healer, a bunch of great swords and axe people and mm-hmm. like yeah. maybe one person on a dragon and it's like, okay, that's fine. As long as they're all leveled up enough, then that's kind of all you need. But maybe if I had accidentally only had like fucking sword people, then I'd have to think about it more. Yeah. Well, and they've all just been naturally coming up to me during lessons and going like, hey, teach, I want to learn the lance. And I've been like, yeah, yeah man, sure. go for it. Follow your dreams. <laughs> I found at a certain point I was like ignoring that. Like I to Mm. start with, I was doing what you were doing, Adam. Like, yeah, 
go for it, do what you want. Mm. And then at, at a certain point when I'd realised that, oh, no, this person's just really good as this, mm-hmm. as what I have them at now, I don't want them to change. Like, I don't want them to add that other thing in. I'd rather them just focus on that. Yes. I definitely did hit a point where I was starting to – I was like, no, nah, everything's kind of humming along. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go back to the go back to the batting nets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were born a mage. You'll stay a mage. You're not shooting any bows and arrows, buddy. <laughs> I also made the mistake early on of kind of thinking, oh, I want everyone to have like a bit of a balance. Yeah, which is a fool's errand. That's yes. kind of a waste of time. Totally, they got to spe- they got to specialize. Yep. they got to specialize, which does make it yeah. hard when you well not hard because again, yeah, the game is like not difficult, but. Uh, there are some maps where, you, you know, your people will be starting pretty randomly over the yeah. map. And when they're so specialized, you can get a group of people that's just fucking useless on their own. Oh, yes. yeah. Very true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what I ended up doing is getting the two, two useless characters and setting them as the ad- adjutants. Yeah. So they don't actually take part in the battle because they're probably going to die anyway. But, yeah, you attach them to your strongest characters and they have a benefit and they get experience. Yeah, you might get extra attacks or extra blocking. Like your stats just get a bit of a boost from having them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of a – that's a handy one. Mm. I also – it took me a while to work out when you start the lesson at the start of each week, you have your – the teaching point. Mm Mm-hmm. You have the instructing thing, which yeah. you can choose to do manually or automatically. Mm-hmm. You're saying you'd be doing automatically, Adam. But then, but then you get down to the bit at the end of the week where they're actually learning from their, you know, doing the classes. Yeah, they're actually yeah. learning all their things that you've set the goals for them as. Yes, and it kind of took me a while to get my head around. Like, yeah, but you kind of do. You kind of boost their skills up already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to work out that like. Well, that's you. You can focus and build that even more. Yes. And then the end of the week is just like automatic and that happens regardless. Yes. Regardless of their motivation or whatever it is. I started to get notice that more as I started to do more automatic teaching. Mm. It's like then you just really are noticing like, oh, these things leveled up now and then it goes to the end of the week and they level up again. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think maybe it's just because we're all playing on normal. Um. There is a huge element of like, I'm. Uh, these are just little tickers going up, no matter what. Mm. And all I'm really doing is like talking to people and f- fighting battles. Yeah, yeah. But maybe if we played it on hard, we'd have to really strategize. Okay, this person needs to double this up because I need this kind of character. Yeah, that's true. I that's definitely kind of regret doing normal and casual. I kind of wish I'd have gone both both in the other direction. I didn't realize yeah. it'd be quite this this straightforward. Yeah, I'm glad at least that I did the classic mode because it really forced me, like, when I lost all of my characters, to dig into a huge element of the game of, like, the relationship management stuff. Mm. And it was like, that was, I spent hours and hours on that. And now I'm done with it and I'm just going basically straight to the missions and doing them. But that was, that's, that was a cool aspect of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I I think it'll be even better playing it again on, on hard. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm definitely going to do. Same, yeah. It does seem like something to actually play through again for the um, second time. Speaking of which, I was reading some stuff about a Persona Five Royal or the Royal. Yeah, yeah. I watched the. Was that is that trailer new that uh, I watched with the female protagonist the teaser? Yeah, I think that was a Gamescom thing, maybe. There right, couple, that sounds right. Couple yeah. new things and just some more information coming out of it that uh, it's going to have some new endings as well. Mm. Uh, the pacing, it, it says, will be better, which is always a pretty, you know, sort of nebulous thing to say. But uh, mm. there were parts of that game that did drag a little, especially some of the dungeons. Uh, I yeah, thought. yeah. Like that space one, and anyway. Um, oh, and the 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 bank one. Yeah, was it a bank where there was like a million fucking vaults yet to get through? Yeah, there was some stuff that, was, that like, yeah. uh, and. I, I don't know. I would just like to see that game expanded on in the way that they're doing. So, um, mm. I, it, I'm, I think I'm going to play that fucking game again. <laughs> yeah, me too. I downloaded it again a while ago. I think it was before we found out about this this version of it that was coming out. And I was about to go in again and just play it again, you know, vanilla Persona 5. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely playing it again um, with the Royal, Royale, Royal mode. Yeah. Yeah, I've still got to finish it. 
Oh baby, it's yeah. great. It's a great game. I people were posting in um the Patreon group like, oh, what's is Persona Five any good? I've seen some stuff about it. I forget how that was like a couple of years ago that we all played it and yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. It, for anyone wondering, it's a fucking great game. It's so good. It's it, really it's great. One of the best of this whole like generation of consoles. Absolutely. Yep. D- dive head in first, head first yep. in to the royal. <laughs> Smash a copy uh, of that disc on your head. Which reminds me of a game I've been playing recently. Am I allowed to talk about it, guys? I can't tell you. You got to search yourself for that. Did Mm. you sign an NDA or something? Well, um, it's. uh, I was just sort of enacting one of the elements of this game, which was sort of you have some dialogue options. You sort of throw out (laughs) some questions, and it's really you know it impacts the way you play this game, the way that you treat dialogue and, and your partners in the game. Um, it's a game. It's the most called. bizarre way to look at a conversation. <laughs> I'm well, doing that thing I'm out of video I'm trying to games. relate it to the game. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Catherine, which oh, yeah. I mentioned at the end of last week's episode. It's by Atlas, the developers of Persona 5. And playing Catherine gives, and this is a pretty, this is dumb, but it gives great a great context for Persona 5 as a game. Which I think I don't know, Nox. Did you play any of the previous games in the um, Persona Shin Megami Tensei sort of franchise? I played about three hours of four years ago, um, right, and was like aware of them, right? Because um, so I think a lot of the stuff we marvelled over. I don't know if this is in four. Was like the graphic style of the interface and the music, especially, was a huge mm. one. We all loved was any of that in four any of that like yeah. was it similar yeah okay it definitely still like it- stylized and like sort of um that like uh what do they call it like city pop or something like that yes yeah mm. yeah uh except that the like the main battle theme i believe was a rap but that might <laughs> okay, have been three great. that had that but either way yeah that it definitely very very similar sort of um funk to it Yes, well, that it's in Catherine as well, and apparently, it's Catherine is in the Shin Megami Tensei world. It exists within that that yeah that universe, right? Um, but it is, and so yeah, like just loading the game up, similar graphic style and interface, and really similar music. Which, having never played a, another Persona game, I was like, oh fuck, this is great, great. This is reminding me of a game I love, mm-hmm. um, and cool to know, like oh. Like, if I can get access to them, there's a whole bunch of other games like this mm-hmm. with this style that I love. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's great. It has um, anime cutscenes in it. It has, like, fun, weird conversations. It is basically a dating sim where you have a girlfriend called Catherine. Mm-hmm. And so you're like... Have text conversations with her. You got to sort of keep her happy or make her upset if you want to. You can sort of decide how that goes. Um, <laughs> you want to? <laughs> well, I, 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 there's like a meter. There's like a good or bad meter. Or I'm not sure what if it's good or bad. I guess it probably is. I if you want to be the bad boy in the game, if you want to be a bad boy, <laughs> right? Treat him mean, keep him keen. Well, hey, <laughs> if it if it works, yeah. <laughs> um. You can like you'll go down to the bar with your mates and have a chat. Oh and, hell yeah! And again, like those conversations, like it's you know it's pretty gen- like general RPG stuff, but that seems to be a huge element of the game, the dating stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has this sick puzzle game in it where it's like happening in your subconscious when you're asleep, where it's like a row of cubes, and then it's like stairs basically. Mm-hmm. Except it's sort of more vertical, and you have to like move cubes wait, around. Wait, wait, and more vertical than stairs. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> You're you thinking forty five degrees? Make it fifteen degrees. Oh my or, god! Or wait, <laughs> what? Or, or eighty five? Okay, but yeah, fifteens. <laughs> That's pretty Make much Edinburgh stairs. To be honest, right. the, yeah, this is a right. vertical fucking city. Holy shit! Yeah. So imagine if like sometimes. You had to like bridge a huge um, cavernous gap between the stairs with another stair, and also the stairs were disappearing behind you as you go up them. Okay. Can you imagine that? No. 
I don't know how else I'm going to describe <laughs> this game. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's that. It's You've got to get to the top of this crazy sort of structure that exists in a void and the, the stairs, the structures are disappearing below you just automatically, like over time. Yeah. So you've got to like move, move a cube to the left to climb on that cube to get to the next one. There'll be obstacles. There'll be little bonuses. Um, it appears appears to get more complex as it goes on. It's like, oh, some cubes you can like pull out and hang on the edge of so you can get up there. But if you pull it out, it might disappear or it won't connect to this next level. It's based, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe because I've never played a game like it before. Yeah, right. Um, it sounds you're like, like trying to... Pushmo. Do you remember Pushmo? I remember it might have been called I love Pushmo. Here. Yeah. It sounds like that sort I of thing. I'm going to look up Pushmo and see if that's a good... Big wall of cubes oh, and you're moving them so you can get up them. I mean, it sounds... That sounds... Yeah, it looks... Yeah, it looks There's similar. kind of a... It starts off... Doesn't it start off like flat and it's like you get a picture that you've got to make the whole structure look like. So you uh, have to... Yeah. You have to push and pull these blocks kind of in or out of where they're sitting on the structure mm. to match it but also it's a platformer so in doing that you also have to be making stairs for yourself to get up to the areas that you need to get yes, up yes there are elements of that that are, that apply really well this is more it's it's less platformy mm-hmm. it's like there's not much depth to it uh, there's like you know two or three cubes depth so it's really about like looking ahead and going like oh well if i pull this cube out and use it as a step to get to this next one, I'm actually going to be on the wrong side of the next one up. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, and you can like only push them certain ways and pull them certain ways and you can only climb, you know, like one at a time basically. So it's, yeah, it's just a puzzle game really. But it's dressed up in this sort of weird foreboding. It's like you're in hell in your own subconscious. Very Persona 5 like mm-hmm. metaverse thing. Like, oh, I'm in an altered dimension where everyone looks like a sheep. Um, but everyone's like maybe a weird single guy or something. Um, and there's like a jail and it's all, it's very, yeah, weird Persona 5-y stuff. Um, and so, yeah, you've got this puzzle game, this weird alternate dimension. And then I think instead of the basic RPG stuff of Persona 5, it has dating sim relationship management RPG stuff. Right. Um, it's a really strange game. I've never played anything like it. At all. Cool. As similar as it is to Persona 5 aesthetically, it's completely different. Right. <laughs> in terms of gameplay. Um, mm. And yeah, I love it. I, I, I know there's a, a... Is it an expanded version or a sequel is coming out soon? That's a, It's basically a remaster. It's uh, right. Catherine full body and that there is another Catherine that they're adding. So there's these two Catherines and I have no context for knowing what this means. But uh, according to the Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia, there's a third Catherine... And as he, being um, uh, Sejima, the person who directed it, as he designed mm-hmm. Catherine and Catherine as hot and cool, respectively, he chose a cute design for Rin. So, if you right. prefer cute to hot and cool, full Catherine, Maybe full body. Th- that must be what the meter is. It's hot and hot and cool. It's yeah, not good right. and bad. Right. Right. Okay. I have. Yeah. I have. I've played maybe two or three hours of this. Um, I. I wish I had more time in the day. I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. but fuck, I'm really, I'm really into it. And yeah, I, I want, I want to recommend it. I want, I want people to play it. Yeah, so I'm going to check it out. It. it sounds sick. Yeah, it's really fun. So I'm, it's on. It was on PS3 and uh, Xbox 360. And yeah, the only way that I have to play it is to, it was to buy it through the Xbox Store. But yeah, it's running great. It looks really nice. Um, That's cool. Oh yeah, recommend it. and that re- the the full body version is out on the third of September. So, oh really? Week. Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah, great, awesome. You went in too early, you you clown. Well, I'm going <laughs> to <go in> again. <laughs> Catherine's going to dump me. <laughs> rushing in there. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, sick, Catherine. I'll, I've also been playing. Uh, no Man's Sky VR. Yep. So I talked about it last week as like, okay, yeah, it's like all the interfaces work and it's very smooth as a, you know, it's the package is well put together, mm-hmm. but the movement was shitty and it's too pixelated. Um, put that opinion out there, got back, hey, the movement's not shitty, you just didn't put it on the right setting. As you, I have to say, as you were describing your experience with the movement. Yes. 
I felt like I could see into the future. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say it at the time. I was like, this reeks of within three minutes of the ep going up. Yes. Someone immediately hopping into the Facebook mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. furiously telling you how fucked you are. And A I, flood of messages. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I did say that at the time when you were describing the controls. I was like, oh, are you sure? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it didn't like, sound right. Well, I didn't check the menu. <laughs> so, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> so, I went back in last night. I was re- I was ready to love this experience. Mm-hmm. We had people saying in the Facebook group, this is the perfect VR game. I never want to leave. I want to play it all the time. Yep. It's just so fantastic. So, I, I booted up, changed the settings, smooth look, smooth movement. It's like playing an FES, FPS, but I got a visor on. Mm-hmm. And it's still really fucking pixelated. Like, it has the same effect that I described last week of, like, it's so close to being immersive that the fact that it looks shitty is worse. It's more annoying. Did you go into the menu and select the no pixelation option? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Hold off on your messages, okay? Um The other thing is... Have you tried actually just going into space instead? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't wear my glasses. Now, that shouldn't have anything to... No, I did wear my glasses. Uh Um, It wasn't blurry because of that. It made me feel fucking sick. Right. Like, I was going to spew. It's that FPS movement combined with free looking around head stuff does not work for me. Right. That's too... Like, I, I only played it for like half an hour tops. And I was trying to play it for as long as possible to really get the experience to describe it, but it just made me feel sick. Like it's, yeah. it's it, mechanically, it's well put together. It works really, really well. Flying around is fun, but like most of what you're doing is getting out of this, you know, your little, um, your little, um, you know, buggy and mm-hmm. walking around the surface of a planet and like mining stuff and taking it back and building stuff and mining more stuff. And it just made me feel sick. It's right. just not there. Whatever it is that's going to make VR feel like a real experience, it's not there yet. Damn. And yeah, it's a shame. So you're going to put this one on ice? You're going to yeah, give I it a couple more goes, but that's just not for you. It's I'm, I can't do the VR mode with right, it. I right. love the game, and it's all the improvements that people have described are there. The game itself is fantastic now. Um, I can't do it in VR. Right. Yeah, yeah it is a, yeah. a case by case sort of thing too. Like. Some people respond differently to to you know these different um, uh, games and different styles yeah. of movement and stuff. So it's not necessarily to say that it will be bad for everybody. And it's no, I wonder if the eyesight, like wearing glasses and then wearing the visor, has something to do with it, or it could just be like a weird equilibrium thing of like it's more some people have be better that. balance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd imagine it's like some inner ear shit. And, like, it, it's yeah. quite annoying that you're not going to know how each particular game or each particular type of VR is going to work for you until you've mm. tried it, which is very difficult to do. Yes. And, like, Astrobot, I had absolutely no problems with it. I could have existed in that for hours, and I did. Like, mm. I played it heaps. Um, and that's, I guess, maybe it makes more sense because that is, like, you are just a camera. It's like watching someone play a third-person video game. Yeah. Whereas yep. this really is the classic VR experience. Um, yeah, which is a shame. I don't know. Hopefully, it's like it's a it's a tech thing. Hopefully, it's not my brain because that'd suck. I'm very ready for a new yeah VR thing that's mm. similar to Astrobot, where it's been built from the ground up for VR. Yeah, like an actual little VR platformer or whatever. Yeah, because I felt like that. Like we've said this heaps, but. That was them really hitting on. Mm. Yeah, this is this is what really works. Yeah, for a VR specific game. Totally. At least at this point with this tech. Yeah, it could it could change, and I hope it does. Like I want I want to play No Man's Sky in VR and feel like I'm in it and not feel like I'm going to spew. Mm. So that's my review. Damn, I want to feel you like you need I'm to get a strong stomach, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be put funny if No Man's if we like. Go and cut to bed and try and no man no man sky VR and every time he's eating like this big fucking bucket of oysters beforehand. <laughs> well, now that I shut oh, yeah. these oysters, time to jump into VR. <laughs> Why do I feel weird? So I told you I mentioned I play it on a swivel chair. You're meant to constantly spin around in the chair, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's part of 
<laughs> the experience. Ben's I accidentally so. booted up Gravitron VR. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Thomas, mm. played any games lately? I am still making my way through the demo of Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, the 40-hour demo. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I've played a fair bit of it now, and it's no signs of ending. Yeah, fuck. Like, I've sunk a few hours in now, and I think I read somewhere that it ends at the point that you get your fourth party member. Oh, yeah. I've still only your got two. fourth? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Holy shit, because I played some of that game <laughs> on the PS4. That's long as fuck. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. You know what I think it is? I think, and it's also weird that it's come out a month before the game is out mm. and that it's so long. I kind of think maybe they've taken a look at th- how busy September is for the Switch and they maybe they thought, oh, it might get sort of lost in the mix. Right, right. we so can get out give there before it all. Extended, like, yeah, a big extended yeah. taste, which is a good strategy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's really cool. Yeah. And the fact that you can carry your progress over so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, from this week there's a stuff coming out pretty regularly that I want to play. Just kind of sit in the background for a bit. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know, that'll do me over until the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Or they could have launched the game early. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't know why they just did. But yeah. anyway, it's, um, man, it's it's really fucking good. Nice. It's good. I, I think you'd you'd like it, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you like it, Adam? Uh, I did. I fell off of it partly because it was a PS4 game and I, I just, I, I don't remember it. It's it's pretty intense as an RPG, you know, that you always want to put multiple hours into them all at once. Or that's mm, always the way I mean, feel, yeah. that I want to sit down and have a big chunk of time. And I think mm. similar thing last year, a whole bunch of shit started coming out and I just drifted away from it, which does yep. make me begrudgingly interested in this one because it's like, well, I bought that game a fucking year ago. Am mm. I going to do it again? Because I think it's a better place for it to be on the switch if you could do that for like an hour in bed that'd be fucking awesome and then yeah uh the extra content and everything that is in this and the better music and all that sort of stuff is very appealing but very annoying that it's not coming to that ps4 version that i already have i know that is i can see if you yeah if you already own that that would be super frustrating because i watched a side-by-side clip of the old midi synthesized music versus this new orchestrated one. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, my God, the old one is just a pile of shit. Fuck. I mean, it's, it's it's fun if you embrace it as, like, a, I mean, you've got to do some mental gymnastics, but, like, going, like, ah, it's nostalgic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I read a thing about how it, like, someone writing about how MIDI tracks actually kind of work. Mm. And they can sound fine, but it's, but it's, it's, the whatever it is, the programming of the instruments that you're putting into it. Yeah, sure. They've used deliberately really, really lo-fi, oh. cheapish sounding ones. Mm. Um, like the battle music, especially in this orchestrated version, has like live drums in it, which just gives it so much more impact and mm-hmm. when battles kick off. But it's such a it is such a great it it's just a great package. Like right. it's so – the world design is beautiful. The character design is great. Yeah. It's bright and colourful. your mate Akira. Yeah, yeah, my mate Akira. Yeah. The enemy design is great. It's very tropey fantasy stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just this very like elegant classic um, JRPG kind of design. Right. Like there's nothing really new or inventive about the genre in it. Mm-hmm. And in the couple of reviews I read when it came out on the PS4, like a couple of places – kind of a couple of outlets kind of criticized that but i i think that it just for the design and everything of it it just right. it just works so well it's like this is just a very pure classic rpg experience um yeah it's i yeah i can't recommend it enough well and con- I, consumable in small chunks in a handheld really seems like the way the, right. to 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 best uh vibe with that game <laughs> yeah They've added heaps of stuff to it as well. Like it's, they've got, um, you can speed up the battles a little bit more. Mm. There's tiny little things like when you're running around the overworld, uh, your party members follow you on screen in this one, which they didn't in the PS4 one apparently. Um, It's got a 2D mode in it, which you can't Mm. do in the demo, but when the full game is out, um, they really have added like a lot of stuff to it, which is kind of cool to see it coming out a year after the PS4 one that they actually... And it, it runs 
it runs really well. Like it's scaled down a little bit from the PS4 one, but not by not by a great deal when you watch side by side videos. I mean, it's pretty cartoony and stylized yeah. to begin with. So it's not like you know, it's not like it's super realistic on the PS4 and they've had to downgrade it a lot. It's like the Switch is getting the game of the year edition with like all the bonuses yeah. and DLC it and shit. It's called the definitive yeah. edition, yeah. It's yeah. fuck. That's such a great um, marketing push for the Nintendo Switch. That's, yeah, that's wild. And well, funny because it was the it was the first game ever announced for the Switch back when it was the NX, and right. and Square were working on it. They were like, yeah, yeah, we'll bring this out on the NX, whatever the fuck that ends up being. Yeah, this, this will come out on that. Huh. So yeah, but um, yeah, really great stuff. I um I played the Dragon Quest Builders Two demo. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I don't love the style, which the blocky, I Minecrafty think the, kind of thing. I think it's that because mm-hmm. I think I like the design of the protagonist, but I can't really be sure because I, I just did not get on with that game at all. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the actual proper RPG is something that appeals to me. I guess I what think I've it seen seems like the, the sort of thing you'd enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I look at his drawings, like when I see like you know character artwork and stuff, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm into that. His monster designs are really great. It's got yeah. a cool, it you know, it's similar to, um, I guess, like the Pokemon Let's Go games where yeah. you can see there's no random battles, so you mm-hmm. can kind of see the enemies kind of walking around in the overworld yeah. and choose to go up. And and it truly like seeing someone seeing a, an enemy off in the distance, a type that you haven't seen before. Right. It's, you, it does inspire you to go up. He's like, oh, I want to see what the fuck this thing is. Yeah, right. And they're often like, yeah, kooky little, you know, weird designs that are that are very interesting and, yeah. Which I've always loved about JRPGs and is not present in uh, Breath of the Wild. It's like everything's a different coloured Bokoblin. Yeah. And then there's like a centaur and... Another thing. That's maybe the worst thing about that game, mm. that there's only four different types of enemy. Anyway, listeners, you've been waiting for years. That's right. We're going to review Breath of the Wild. Finally. Uh-huh. <laughs> Our take on it. <laughs> but yeah, that does sound, that is appealing to me. I've always loved that about the Final Fantasy game. So um, yeah, I'll go in on this at some point after I've played the several other games that are coming out. Well, yeah, so. before it's out properly, I think Nino Kuni comes out. Oh, boy. And I'm definitely going to play it. Did you play the first one? Yes, I did. Right. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks similar to the just classic yeah, yeah. RPG, right? Yeah. With yeah. a little Studio Ghibli mm. twist. Bit of that magic. Yes. There is a bit of that magic in there. It's a really good game. I like it. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, um, I know we've said this a bunch of time, but there is so much shit coming out soon. Mm. Yeah. A lot of it remakes great. and stuff, to be fair. Uh, including official release date and trailer today for Mario Kart Tour. Oh, yeah. On the iOS and Android. Yep. Um, which it, it went through, they did a beta test of it a uh, couple of months ago or mm-hmm. whatever. So there's a little bit of information of it, on it from that. Yeah. You control by swiping your thumb. Uh, some... Items are tr- triggered automatically. Some are you have yep. to assign, like you know, a shell and whatever. Yep. The trailer may as well have not come out. Yes. <laughs> because if you couldn't picture what yes. is in there, um, and apparently uh, a lot of stuff where you get locked out of races after a certain point and have to pay more to do it and all that kind of shit, uh, which is quite. The worst. I mean, yeah, Doctor Mario. I didn't mind any of that stuff in because I. Just the nature of how that game is. I'm not playing more than five in a go anyway. And I could understand it in that because that's kind of the format that we're used to with puzzle games. Yes. On the, like the Candy Crush thing yeah. was so big and that's kind of what it was doing. So you go, this sucks, but I can see why they're doing it because it's just following a, a an existing mm. thing. Yeah, I guess. So, not so not. much with this kind of game, I don't think. Yeah, yeah I can't. Think Mario Kart is definitely example. something that you'd sit down with for quite a long time. In a burst, yeah. So mm. yeah, yeah. It's a bit annoying, um, but whatever. So Who that's kind of a shame, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It did make me think, like watching the trailer. It's like I hope we're I hope we're close to a new proper Mario Kart game. Yeah, because we're kind of we're kind of probably just about due well, to see some kind of like original eight was like five years ago now. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be all for that. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I played so much of eight when I got a switch. Yeah. It's fucking love. It's just so good. Eight might be one of my top five all time games. It's, it's a, it's perfect. I, yeah. There's no flaws in it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I think that might just about do us boys. I think we've literally run out of things to talk about. <laughs> well, there are a couple, couple quick things. Like there was a dying light Two trailer that I watched uh, and that game looks fucking good. But I mean, that's coming out in ages and uh, we'll talk about it then. You know, it's, I played it, the first one. Yep. It's really fun. Like it's really well made. It's that sort of, cause I played dead Island as well, which is the first yep. one of those sort of first person um, survival zombie games where that one was more about like just basically running around an Island doing quests, hoping that your shovel doesn't break. Yeah. Um, and it was fine, but I think it got a bit of flack. It was pretty buggy, I think, from memory. Um, and then Dying Light came out and it was more like um, parkour, running through a city, zombies sort of situation. Hell yeah. Um, and it's fucking good. It's tense. It, it really um, presented me with a new sort of zombie game that um, I enjoyed. It. I, I, I don't love horror games, but I really liked that game. It was a mix of RPG quests and... Like climbing around, crawling around buildings, avoiding zombies. So it's, yeah, it was really cool. This looks a lot like that. It's still the same movement. Uh, there's a lot more mm-hmm. of a focus on uh, the human factions in this world and making choices about who you want to affiliate yourself with, and those choices having huge impact in the story in the world. Yeah, okay. Because there were still there were you know you had to deal with the humans like you'd t- certain quests. It's like you go to a one of their safe houses and they you get there and they start fucking throwing rocks at you and they were often harder to sort of fight than the zombies because there was no way to just like run away, corner the zombie and, you know, throw a brick at their head. So they were there in that first one, but that sounds cool. That sounds like an interesting wrinkle. It looks fucking amazing. This trailer, it's mm. about half an hour long and um, it if they can pull off what they're saying this game is, it looks fucking rad. Oh, that's awesome. I, I haven't watched that yet. I'll give it a I'll give it a poke. Uh, and other than that, just one other uh, smallish thing. Uh, those Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 remasters are coming out. Um, yep. They're like being staggered releases. Like you have to buy them as a set for like 100 bucks on the digital shop. Um, but then 3 is out now, 4 is out in like November, and then 5 is out in March. Or there's like right. a physical release with all of them in March. And that comes with... Because Yakuza 5 originally came out on the PS3 here only digitally. It comes with a little PS3 box for if you like want to complete a collection on your shelf which i thought it was nice yeah yeah that's all just some odds and ends well guys thanks for uh thanks for listening and uh as we mentioned we are recording this a couple of days before release Mm -hmm. and uh it's been hard to find stuff to talk about so (laughs) you're welcome for the nintendo direct that probably happened yeah the announcement of the (laughs) ps5 (laughs) (laughs) probably a whole heap of news in the previous 24 hours before we've put the episode up yes um so you're very welcome for all that yeah um we're about to record the bonus patreon episode for uh this coming Monday as well, I'm going to talk about Mindhunter and um, was there something else? Oh, we'll, we'll discuss the new Star Wars um, footage that's been released. Oh, yeah. Well, um, the week so old Star Wars footage by the time. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, we'll chat about that. Uh, if you're interested in that shit, get on the Patreon. Ten bucks a month for a, a weekly bonus episode. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. We've also got the premium episodes... On mm-hmm. Bandcamp, where we talk about a series, franchise, um, uh, studio. Uh, they are a dollar or more, if you feel like An it. An Australian dollar. Um, so Australian one. 14 Australian US cents. Dollar. Yes. Uh, filthycasuals.com.au for the links to that and for the links to all of our socials when that we, we do have. Do that when we get back, by the way. The last one was Final Fantasy. That was the most recent one. And we, we know mm, which yes. one we're doing next, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. be doing that. I've like started playing when I get back. Yeah. So, do we, should we say that or wait? We'll do it soon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's wait. Uh, I mean, if you're if you yeah, let's you keep ha- some mystery. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's just say that uh, you Here wouldn't want to 
bonk your head and die before this because it's going to be quite an adventure. Okay. We're doing the Bonks Adventure series. <laughs> I wonder who's going to make a cameo on our Battle Toads. <laughs> uh, bonk, bonk was a separate one. Rare didn't make that. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck my ass. No one's still listening at this point anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. The next pay- uh, Bandcamp episode will be about rareware. The history of rareware. <laughs> <laughs> Great. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.